Hey, on this episode of Splash Pages, actually, no, sorry, this is Comics Paradox. <laughs> uh, we're doing a crossover with Splash Pages, and uh, we just got done with an awesome interview with Charlie Schlotter. You're going to hear the tail end of it, and then we're going to go into some Rhode Island Comic Con talk, and then completing our What If uh, story that we started uh, before the Halloween series of uh issues or uh episodes issues episodes same thing <laughs> anyway this is going to be an awesome episode of comics paradox and uh make sure you go check out the splash pages uh for part one with charlie schlotter and with that enjoy The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. That's really interesting. So, yeah, he told me uh, he was the Cheerio Kid or something to start out with. Because I love that guy. Well, he and as as a child actor, also the guy was amazing. Thousand Clowns with Jason Robards. I mean, he was just a great, great child actor and a great adult actor as well. I didn't know he got his law degree too, but this is you know. No one Welcome likes to show the Barry Gordon show. Everyone, oh, no, hey, hey show. we're here with Barry Gordon. We're here with Barry Gordon. Speaking of show, Charlie, that's the hour, so we don't want you yep. to get in trouble with you. With oh, your family. okay. You can I'm going to go watch Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Um, Is there any new projects that you're promoting right now? I listen, I don't I don't promote anything because I don't care. I don't get you know, I don't get anything from promoting Jack. But I, I'll I'll tell you some crap that I'm in right now. Um, There, you know, it's not really crap. There's good stuff, actually. It, and I don't always get to say that. There's a really great cartoon I'm doing uh, that's airing now on Apple Plus TV, and that's called Harriet the Spy, based on the books from years ago. Jane Lynch, Beanie Feldstein, Lacey Charvet, Charles Schlotter, 
you know, the big guns. Uh, yeah. It's a great show directed by Charlie Adler, and it's a Jim oh. Henson production. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had Charlie Adler on your show, but you should. He's the funniest. He's cow and chicken, or yeah, or is that with cow and chicken? Yeah, yeah, it was cow and chicken. Cow and chicken. Cat cow dog? chicken. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, um, so there's that. And then uh, I'm on a show that was just nominated for an Emmy a couple days ago. It's called Big Nate, and it is on Nickelodeon. So for a while, it was uh, streaming on Paramount Plus, and it was the number one streaming show, period, beating like that 1800 show, whatever. It was beating everything. So because only 10 people have Paramount Plus and, you know, we had nine of them. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say we Brandon was you were all over you and Justin. Uh, You two said Star Trek. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, totally. And isn't Yellowstone on that? So so with Big Nate, um, Big Nate is now they just went full blast on a Nickelodeon. Um, We like I said, we just got nominated for a couple of Emmys. I think one is best casting. um, And I play a little little redheaded boy named Chad. And it's probably to date. Uh, in fact, I just got done recording that earlier today. It's probably one of my most favorite characters to ever record. He's such an oddly weird little boy, and I love it. But we're we're recording our second season right now, even though we only have like eight or nine episodes on the air. And they just picked us up for a third season. So I think you'll I think you'll be seeing a lot of it. If Nickelodeon is doing that, they obviously believe in it. And then I have one more show that I'm recording now. Um, which is, it, it's just a money, it's going to be a money machine. It's Mattel is doing this for Netflix and it's, it's Hot Wheels, Ultimate Racers. Oh, and it's yeah. nothing but selling cars and kid stuff. It's really clever, clever, clever. And yeah, it's fun. And it's, there's like five of us. There's like two actual children and then three adults who play the children. Uh, I'm one of those. I always play children. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I think that's. I think it's going to be really good because it's really well done. Okay, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. what I got going on. Check yeah. that out. Thank you. Right. Should be thank fun. You were super gracious guest, Charlie. I mean, uh, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, man. Anytime. You guys are freaking awesome. Anytime I get to hang out with East Coast dudes and just uh, you know get to tear it up a little bit, I'm I'm down. So, and hopefully I'll see you at the next con. I know you guys were at Rhode Island con, right? That's yep. a big one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that looked. I didn't go there, but that looked like a lot of fun. So hopefully I'll do that one someday. You know what you need to start doing is, is, you know, since you're the the honeybee, maybe, you know, if they can group like all the serial, you know, voice actors, get like you, Larry Larry, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Panels, too. Right, oh, the serial, serial panel. Kids. the yep. serial killers. Yeah, get green jello. You know, <laughs> that one's for free, Charlie. <laughs> here's a here's a really sad story. So General Mills, the same company that fired me, they asked me to come in and audition for their new Leprechaun for the Lucky Charms. You know, whatever, because they they fired that guy, whatever. And then they get then they go, but we don't want an Irish accent. It's like he's a freaking Leprechaun. <laughs> How do you do a Leprechaun? I mean, because they're afraid they're going to offend people. With an oh, Irish listen, accent. Listen, if we can have French actor Christopher Lambert play a, a <laughs> Scottish Highlander in a movie, there from you the go. 80s, nice. I think we can. It's we can game. have. We can have somebody from Jersey doing the voice of, <laughs> and, <laughs> and somebody my size too. <laughs> I'm Elton. Listen, I'm like the shape of an elf anyway. So 
Charlie, I'm 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 a small guy too. You should see me standing next to these fellows. All right, like it's ridiculous. I, my wife is five one, and when I'm in my house, I feel like a dwarf amongst midgets. Okay, and then I step into public around these clowns, and I'm like, oh no, wait, I am a very small man. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, I should have yeah. left the house. Yeah, Charlie, he's like the T Rex being all big, and then he meets the other dinosaurs. Like, okay, I'm gonna stay here in this area. This is I'm going to stay in Jurassic Park. I'm not going to Jurassic World. I'm going to stay in my lane. Yeah. Stay in this lane. All right. Well, you guys are awesome, man. And thanks, honestly, for inviting me to this show. This has been a really fun time. Yeah, totally. We we love having you. You're uh, you're welcome back anytime. And we're going to send you that stuff. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Yeah, send me that thing, Drew. Honestly, you guys all have my email and all my contacts and stuff. So, yeah. Leo will send it to you. Trust me. Sounds good. It'll be awesome. Thank you, Charlie. All right. Much love, guys, and peace. Have a great night. Have a good night, Charlie. Thank you. Okay. uh, I I didn't hold on. I didn't get a chance to bring it up when Charlie was on here because I didn't want to like jump into, but Drew, his love interest in 18 again was played by Mm -hmm. Jennifer Runyon. No fucking way. Yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah. You're wearing a fucking Stay Puff shirt and everything. And I really wanted to. I really wanted to and jump it, in and be like, I'm hey, sorry. How, how is it working with Jennifer Runyon as, as your love interest in the movie? Because if I had said it, I know you'd have been like, excuse me? Jennifer, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, you, Je- did you I'm say sorry, Jennifer? you mean female student from the beginning of Ghostbusters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, I, that's exactly what I've been like. Uh, yeah. A pair of wavy lines? <laughs> that is literally her character's credit name in Ghostbusters is female student yep that's, that's it. it's it's so funny because in the cartoon in the cartoon in the comics book she shows up more often and i'm just like good for you like it's actually super where, where her and the, the other student the guy who kept getting shocked are having like tea and i'm just like ah, oh, they remain friends well i got i got the biggest kick out of in the comic book in ghostbusters from idw how she took everything Venkman said to heart about her having some kind of ESP abilities and opened up a fucking fortune teller's shop. I lost it. when I I flipped the page. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, It's pretty cool that they were able to get so many different people's likenesses. Oh my God. The, 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 The entire series. And I was so sad when I feel like it's kind of come to an end when um, because now Dark Horse is doing the Ghostbusters comics and I think they're trying to follow, follow the, I don't know. I'm not really sure what they're going to do with it. I know that they were going to release a book that ties in more to Afterlife, which I'm still fine with, but um, Dan Showing and Eric Burnham, they've been on my, like, I'm sorry. If they ever at a convention, I will be there and I will be that guy with, can you please sign these? And I will have everything I they've worked on. Just nope, 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 nope. I don't care. <laughs> well, they did the turtles crossover. They did. They did. Yeah, they did. Basically, anything <coughs> that was the Ghostbusters for IDW was Eric Burnham and Dan Showing. So all oh. of them. Yeah. I mean, if 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 yeah. I can meet Eric Burnham, forget about it. Like that dude, he was. Everything I read from him at IDW with Ghostbusters, I never realized 
how much I I wanted the continuation of no. Ghostbusters and, until I started reading those comics because yes, he was Brandon, so spot on. Brandon, you you don't understand. I found out the one one year I don't go to NYCC and not because of of COVID or sickness. The one year I chose not to go. He's at NYCC. Someone got their book signed, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" And I was like, <laughs> I was just like. I was so frustrated for so long because I'm like, why, why aren't they having this guy like work on a script for Ghostbusters? He, he clearly genius. understood the world and the characters like yeah. nobody before him. It, and, it was, and, and he made the multiverse work. I mean, this guy literally. I, oh my god, so well. He did, and 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 that when I think about it, he handled all the properties so well. TMNT, so you know, with the shell head over here, can back me up on transformers um they even did a crossover with marv attacks at one point and that was the real ghostbusters you know um yeah i mean listen i read it all man i know (laughs) yeah yeah i i my point being is they can talk about that another time um but but i will say this justin you were totally missed uh at rhode island because i had such questions to ask rob paulson about the turtles that I was like, Justin would have been so proud if I could have made this happen. Yeah, I, I had questions I wanted to ask Rob Paulson too, but I barely got a fucking word in edgewise because Rob Paulson was wearing a Detroit Red Wings cap and a Detroit Red Wings lanyard. Mm-hmm. And my wife, Dara, is a giant, well, giant being a relative term here because she is <laughs> super tiny. Giant in spirit. Detroit Red Wings fan. And so oh, when she, she walked up, when we walked up, like he's like, "Oh, hey, so you you grab the yak, Yakko one? Let me say, let me sign that for you." And Dara's just like, "Are you, are you from, are you from Michigan?" And, she, and he's like, "Yeah, that's why I got my Detroit hat and my." And she's like, "I love the Detroit Red Wings." And and she and he's just like, "Really? So are you from?" And she's like, "No, I'm from around here." He goes, "That's got to be tough with all the all the Bruins fans and everything around here, huh?" I always wanted to be a hockey hockey player. And then he starts talking about how he wanted to be a Detroit Red Wing growing up and how eventually like voicing Ninja Turtles allowed him to play with Gordie Howe as like a charity thing. Like he was like, and there I was in the middle of a, a of a, a, fro- a frozen area and I'm, I'm playing hockey with Gordie Howe. And I was like, Thanks, Mr. Paulson, for taking the photo with us and signing this autograph. I guess we better move along now because there are other people in line. I hope you enjoyed your conversation about hockey. <laughs> Did the whalers come up at all? I will say, no, he was absolutely delighted that somebody came up to him. Swear to God, somebody came up to him and wanted to talk to him about something other than any of the voice projects he's done. I could, hey. You could tell. You could tell it was like very refreshing for him. To just talk about hockey, something he loved. He's like, yeah. But Justin, speaking about Rob Paulson, right next to him was the amazing Maurice LaMarche. And yes, Maurice Voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain, and Morbo the newscaster from Futurama. And you are on Splash Pages. Good night. And when Drew was interviewing him, I thought he was going to cry twice. Two times. Drew, what, Drew was going to cry twice because he Absolutely. did his Egon, right? Absolutely. 
I, I asked okay. what I met him. I asked him to to help me with my Egon. He's like, it, it comes from back here in the throat. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he and, did and, it in one of the he did it in the other bumper, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, the he way he, he flips it, it on is crazy. Bumper. It, yeah, it's I, so I'm, crazy. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, oh, you're gonna make me cry again. <laughs> <laughs> well, while what? that loads, where the t- so lubricated What's with nerd Jason Marsden here. One more time. <clears throat> Hey, Jason Marsden here. I'm the voice of Thackeray Binks in Hocus Pocus. And Virgins, you're watching... <laughs> I forgot what it was. <laughs> the Dorkening. One more time. Hey, Jason Marsden here, voice of Thackeray Binks in Hocus Pocus, Virgins. You're watching The Dorkening. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He's a delight. Huh? He looked what like the... Maurice LaMarge. The, you, you... Dr. Egon Spengler from The Real Ghostbusters. The brain from Pinky and the Brain, Lieutenant Kiff Croker from Futurama, and you're on the Dorkening. Isn't that great? <laughs> All I see is just my arm in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I see this wonderful talent, and I just see this giant meat hook just holding my I goddamn arm. love. Look out. I have a very um, sexy learning disability. What's like happening, Jason Marsden here, the voice of Max in, Goof in a Goofy movie. <laughs> and you're watching Splash Pages. Oh, my golly. Oh, hi. I'm John from Smallville. I'm on Splash Pages. I love that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. I'm like, that's the Riddler from Batman, the animated series, guys. Yeah. Is that not that's Doctor Woodrow from Batman and Robin? Never gonna forget. Yeah. John no, 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 no. Let let let's just. I want to set the record straight here. The easy, ri- easy, easy. The, the Riddler totally was crushing on Rich. That's all I'm gonna say. Like John, oh, yeah, well, da- Dara and I were selected as couple of the week when we met him. Oh, no. nice. He Listen, even signed. He even signed a photo with that. He went back to the photo after he said he was like, "I'm gonna write that on." On hold on, he put it right there on the photo. Did he say Shazam? That's he's an amazing personality. Um, he was he was delightful. They, he really was. There were so many highlights that I think I couldn't stop telling them to Leo. And Leo does this thing. I don't think you guys realize when he's just listening. Like I don't think it, he's generally listening, but he has like catchphrases. He's just like, "Oh, nice, cool, mm, great." Like he just like oh that wow that's great, and I feel like I'm making him sound a little Owen Wilsony, but like he'll just wow, he either, wow. like he's, he's wow. listening, but he's just like wow that's great like oh wow, yeah he just he's wow. he's, he's, he's oh that's great that's cool like it's almost like he's I'm, I'm letting you talk so eventually you'll peter out, wow. you know no he he's he just waiting for us. his turn to talk. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> he's like listen, I, 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 all I'm... these multi assholes I know they'll lose steam eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this: if you guys have ever rid with Leo, he is a very responsible driver. So you know, some people, madman Leo is a responsible driver. We only got an accident accident almost twice, so it was fine. You know, he's got to he's got to maneuver around all those mass holes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm the type of guy when I show up, I'm like, right good then. news, everyone! I just saved 15 percent or more on my car insurance by fleeing the scene of the accident. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man, just, uh, so, you so that, you're the one that did uh, the hit and run on me. I mean, 
No. No. <laughs> wink, wink. When you said that, I just, I just heard the professor. Good news, everybody. I'm just like, good, good news, everyone. <laughs> the hard part was getting the brain out, but the easy part was getting the brain out. <laughs> All right. Someone needs to put Brandon on the timeout. Um, <laughs> but so uh, it's not my uh, fault that they made caffeine legal. <laughs> I know uh, we want to talk about a couple of different what ifs. I just want to cover some news real quick. And Drew, I don't know no. if you have anything, but uh, oh, no, I have, no. I have a bunch because you were all like, hey, everybody, I spent literally 30 minutes in the con and I might have caught con crud. Can you do the heavy lifting? I'm like, Leo, you hey, that's just no fucking you. joke, bro. I'm, I'm not joking about it. the first time I caught I con was- crud when I was walking around with you guys the fucking day and a half after being there. I was like. Bury me at wounded knee. Maybe you should have worn a mask. Maybe you should have worn a mask. <laughs> I mean, I could have worn a mask, but it wasn't COVID that I got. It was some asshole went to Terrificon and was like, I don't feel too great, but you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and go. And then they saw my ass and they shook my hand and they breathed in my face. So Fuck them. That's my what, point. <laughs> what interviews were you doing where someone almost licked you? Like, what the hell? Like, no, no, some John Barrowman. You were with that. me the whole time. I and listen, nobody was more surprised. <laughs> I think literally being in the Deadpool suit, I sweated out any sickness because that just I was like, <laughs> like it was just that was my detox suit. Just put it on. You were you were protected by uh, Fabian Nasesa, uh touching your uh, tummy. The tummy rub, it was, man. It was really funny after after the interview with Fabian Nasesa because Drew Drew was like, "Wow, he seemed to like really zero in on you, Brandon." I was like, "Yeah," and like thought about it later. I'm like, "I'm the only one of the three of us that didn't have his fucking face covered, so he actually could see me as a human being." Yep, totally. Drew, uh, God love him, wore that fucking thing the whole time. I I lost two pounds looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> so I, that's I, your yeah. secret. Fabian kept asking me, he's like, how much do you weigh now? And I said, too little. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I I do have to say, I I didn't realize I looked like I was going to die. When I was uh, talking to Chris and he said goodbye, it was like really like remorseful. Like, what the fuck was that? But I didn't realize he actually thought I was going to drop dead or something. (laughs) Dude, Brandon, I was in a world of hurt when uh, we, we ran up with you upstairs. I was like, I didn't drink any water the entire day. Oh, well, what the fuck? fuck yeah, dude? I know. It's, 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 yeah, and uh, walking a lot more a than I used to. You offered me a drink when you when you picked me up, uh, yeah. but then suddenly you couldn't take one of your... Your hospitality will kill you. God. See, oh. that's why I always sneak in bottles of water in the bottom of my backpack when I go to conventions. Like I, have, enough, I, have, that, a little, that, I have a little that, compartment at the very yeah, bottom man. that fits a couple of 16-ounce bottles. And they never hey, check it for some reason. That, that's what we did when we uh, I got breakfast for me and Rich. I just had cinnamon toast crunch and milk from CVS. We just snuck it in the backpack. They were just like, oh, let's open the backpack. It just came here. Okay, cool, good. I was like, you don't even think to look in there, do you? Then you would notice... Uh, sir, why is your camera camera equipment? Why is it uh, crunchy? I'm like, it's expensive. It's uh, <laughs> it's state of the you? art from Japan. Now leave me alone. <laughs> why does it smell like cinnamon? Um, excuse, it's called an air freshener. Uh, have you seen nerds? Some of them don't know what deodorant is. It's a new, it's a new scratch and sniff roll. lens. 
<laughs> but no, I, it, it, like I said, this is this is the second time I ever went to Rhode Island. It was far better. I mean, the first time I went to Rhode Island, I got to meet all the Hellboy cast and Frank Welker. So that was wow. awesome on a, on a degree that's very different. This was different because I got to meet heroes. It is on record me gushing. Um, I got to watch a Gotham rogue spank rich. Um, I got to finally have dinner with Leo, which it's like dinner with Andre, but you know, funnier. Um, yeah, because I, I, I was drunk off. Inconceivable. I was drunk off my ass and spilling the beans. You know? <laughs> I got to see. I got to see Tipsy almost pretty much drunk. Leo, I got to meet. I mean, I've seen that too, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet Brandon's wife, and I was like, "Wow, you're real." I mean, that's yeah, I know for she exists. Yeah. Everybody, I I told you. <laughs> and Actually, Brandon's seen me stoned out of my mind. That yeah. oh shit. yeah, it was it was something to behold because it I, was on air. Yeah, <laughs> this is the honest nerd podcast. We was like, all right, man, I'm going to go live now. Leo, we've well, been live for no, seven minutes. Justin, <laughs> Justin, you have to be here when we finally do this. I've been talking about this for a while. I want to have a night where we review um, uh, One More Day, the Spider-Man arc, but we're all drinking, so it's One More Drink. Oh, so I, I just think they get, still have those issues. I, I just want to get smashed just, just reading this and just laughing about how absurdly awful it is even though good things came out of it, I was like, yes, like so many comic book sequels. We were promised, we'll go back to the original. I'm like, nope, we're just going to keep taking a dump. Can we not do that on a school night? Because I need function the next day, dude. Around the time of Terrificon next year. I dispatch for drivers for a big company, and if they call me up and I've been doing that the night before, like, hey, Brian, I'm having problems with the customers. you got to have them open this gate. Like, yeah, you what was that brandon oh shit i'm sorry man i thought my mic i thought it was on mute so, I had wait, a, do you I say this shit on mute drew don't forget you got an exclusive at a rick leonardi oh yeah yeah that was that was crazy like rick leonardi you know the artist behind 2099 he was just like oh yeah i got this news about uh 2099 in, in the spider-verse do you want to hear it i'm like um I feel like saying no is very dumb. So I'm going to go. With yes, it would have been. So you said yes, right? <laughs> I, I, I said, he just reads it there. Like he pulls it up on his phone nonchalant. Like we would a text message. You know, he's just like, he's just reading it from his phone, like an official Sony email. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, is this what it feels like to be the part of something big? Is this, what, <laughs> like, FYI, just that's here. on YouTube.com slash splash pages. Yeah. True story. Uh-huh. And it was just one of those where I'm just sitting there and I'm just thinking, it's a good day. It's a good, good. good See, day. I would have screwed it up. I'd be like, no, I want to hear about the time Daredevil fought a vacuum. Yeah, tell me about that instead. <laughs> no, I'd no. Be like, I, ah, so he, glad you asked. He, he, <laughs> he did love talk because I brought up the, the Hellboy Painkiller Jane crossover. And he was like, yeah. I think you're one of the few people who ever brought that up. And I was like, come on. They defeat the baddie by playing a, a Chumba Wumba song. Please, it's genius. That but, was a good character too. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was all Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, but no, it was honestly. I got to say, guys, that was that was definitely one of the best cons that I've been to this week. 
not this week, this year. Okay, how uh, many fucking cons did you go to? Oh, uh, not, not, not <laughs> this week. <laughs> this week. <laughs> Time travels a bitch. Um, but but no, it was just so much Is fun. You a doctor I, Who. <laughs> I, I I have been. You know, what you know, Justin? We need. I need to talk to you about the time I was Doctor Pooh. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a great story there, but we'll get there later. But it was, it was just. Fascinating. It was really great. We're spending time with. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That, that was bad on me, Leo. He's, he's Sorry, I, I meant to do this one. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do a rim shot about a proctologist. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just looking forward to the one con I get to to, to hang with. Justin, who I still feel is one day, he just he's gonna quato it, but it's gonna be Krang. I was like, I was here all along. You know, bring me those tattles. You know, that's right. I, I'm I'm many characters from Total Recall. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> open your mind. I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know Justin goes around just talking in voices all the time. We've, we've talked time. about this. I do the same thing. And I was doing it earlier today while I was trying to get stuff together, like real quick. Like I was looking for this hat actually in particular, and uh, I'm I'm looking through the bag that because I I still had uh, 13 hats that I brought with me to the Comic Con together in a bag, and uh, that's not an exaggeration. 13 hats, and um, I'm looking for this one, and I'm just pulling them out systematically, but going rather quickly. I'm not paying attention to myself. I'm going. I'm doing that. And my wife is just like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, huh? What? (laughs) Oh, um, you know what? That's the voice of the little caveman duck from DuckTales. And I have no idea why I started speaking in that voice at all. Whatsoever. (laughs) So I'm sorry, but if you'll excuse me, <laughs> I just started going right back. Would you like it. to hear his theme song? She was just serious. I didn't. She sat there and watched me for a full minute before she even said anything. She was just. I married this fucking fool. <laughs> like, really reevaluating life choices. But. But I guess just concluding uh, my point, and that was fantastic, Brandon. I, I now, I now, I'm like, why am I not on your show more often? Because um, I also just occasionally catch myself doing voices. Like my favorite is when I'm trying something that fits. I just jump into my Zap brand again. I'm like, ah, it still fits even after eating that fattening hobo cuisine. Nothing <laughs> um, like the feel of velour. Oh my god! And, and I will say this: I, <laughs> I, I cannot made it for the woman. <laughs> inform the men i yeah. cannot wait till the maurice interview is because we, we talked about futurama and the fact that he just again he'll just go morbo hedonism bot kiff it is too fucking funny um <laughs> but i met but, him the week that the love death and robots came out and he narrated that whole yogurt one like that was the week oh, that wow. i met him and i'm just like yeah. <laughs> I, it, it, listen, I'm so glad Rich was there because he he could laugh at me. He was like, Drew, you were just all sorts of emotion. You were happy. You were ecstatic. You were just so over the moon. And it's like, you were going to cry. I'm like, I was going to cry twice. Wow. Okay. 
two times. He because he started talking about Harold Ramis and that legacy, and he was telling stories about. It. I was like, oh my fucking god! He has the thing he says. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. It was probably the sweetest compliment to Harold I think I've ever heard. And it just, oh, fuck. I'm good. Give me a second. How do you do what I, you guys I gave him a comic First, book. I start by doing an impression of Kermit the Frog. <laughs> but even, like, he was magnificent. Bill Farmer was magnificent. Wow. Uh, the voice of Sylvester, Tweety, uh, the Goofy. Goofy. Yep. Um, and then uh, Jason Marsden, who it, at first I looked really quick because I didn't know who it was. I just kind of looked and I saw a J and Marsden. So I said, oh, hi, James. And he's like, oh, I'm Jason. Oh, oh my I was God. Like, oh, God. So like five minutes later, I'm sitting here asking him for an interview. And he makes the joke. He goes, oh, you guys are looking for J- James, though. You're not <laughs> looking for Jason. And I'm like, oh, Jive-ass turkey. sense of humor. I like this guy. He's got great energy, too. Like, just oh, watching all does. that stuff. It's Oh, my yeah. God. It, it I, just, I, I, oh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say the day after we did the interview, we're just, you know, waiting because we're getting the bumpers because uh, I forgot. Or correction. Someone forgot to say we got to get those. Yeah, we both forgot. Um, and he just walks by. And he's like, oh, hey, guys. And I'm just like, us, yeah, us, yeah, yeah. we, yeah, we are but weebs. We are but weebs, my lord. You are a great. You dare say hello to us? We are blessed. Yeah, I was uh, like, it's Snapper Carr from the Justice League cartoon. <laughs> I well, I mean, that's kind of I when I went up to him, I, I he was like, so which one do you want signed? And I pointed to the Eddie Munster photo on his table, and he's like, oh yeah, the Munsters. I was like, yeah, no, that one. He was like really like you hold on you really want me to sign this i was like mm-hmm. yes man really that's that's the first thing i knew you from as a kid i used to watch the new monsters every sunday before i went to church and he was yeah. like oh okay it must have been the only copy of that photo on the table oh, wow. right and I, he pulled it off and i, I was like even I'm surprised butch patrick that- didn't want one <laughs> i actually <laughs> i actually said to him like i met butch patrick <laughs> at another convention a few years ago and i was like yeah, he's not Jason. What Marsden. was it? Okay. And then, and then I, I, what I also loved is that two different people complimented me on how much research I did. It was Connor Leslie, who was on the Turtles. She was like, "Wow, you did your homework." And I'm not like asking her whatever and stuff. And me and Rich can both say she was probably the prettiest. No disrespect to my Burton of the interviews we did. She was gorgeous, Connor Leslie. Oh, she, she is, she is stunning. And did uh, she put the, the Thor helmet on. Uh, my no. Maya. Maya Bruton, let me tell you, I think I started a campaign to get her in the next Thor movie, just with my questions. I, I think Hi, everyone. I I'm Maya Bruton. That. I played Sarah and Anderson in Adventures of Babysitting, and you're on Splash Pages. Hey, cool, Leo. Give a heads up, bro. <laughs> Drew's That's still Shelley. in the middle of talking. Yeah. That's Shelly. Hi, yeah. I'm Bill hey, Farmer. Leo, you might you were... know me as the voice behind Goofy, Pluto, Horace Horse Collar, Sylvester the Cat, Yosemite Sam, and a lot of others. And you are on Splash Pages. Oh, yes, you are. Let rabbit. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. Leo, Leo. Um, but... Anything else? Five <laughs> <laughs> more you want to play? We got a few more. Not the cool edited one, Leo. Just the raw footage. Thanks, Leo. Yeah, I didn't work um, on hours editing those but, in TikTok. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, we can wait, tell. Wait, wait, what, 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 what? I do now? Never mind. I'm yeah, just I'll grabbing. Later. 
Okay. Yeah, you, I, I was yelling at you because you were using the raw footage versus the edited footage that I went and developed in TikTok and dropped Keep like doing it, Leo. 12 bumpers Keep doing in it. the last two days. It's gotten over 5,000 views for splash pages and the darkening, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> that, is, that is exciting. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Drew, about this because you, you said this yes. was your, your favorite interview. Um, the the last one we were just talking about, Connor Leslie. Well, uh, yeah. well, well, Connor Leslie was one of my favorites, and then the other one was Mitchell West, uh, Mitchell Whitfield, um, who, uh, you know, first thing, what a nice guy. I mean, so pleasant and very enthusiastic. Um, but he loved, you know, I was we we asked him, you know, of course about my cousin Vinny, um, which apparently I won huge points because I said his character's name correctly. Uh, it's Rothenstein, not Rothenstein. Um, he was like, you <laughs> like how do you say Stein? Stan wrong? I don't <laughs> Yeah. But, um, but we also talked, because he did um, Justin, and I thought of you, he was the voice of Donatello in the 2007 Turtles movie. Yep. So we were asking about that. I also know he did a, a character in, in Transformers. And we're just asking all these things. And he had this really great story about how, because he was a character in Sergeant Bilko, which um, Steve Martin was in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I don't remember. But he talked about how he got to work with Phil Hartman, working with him. And I was just like, the fact that I our guests Hartman. here, uh, Charlie also talked about Phil. I was just like, these these links. Um, honestly, it was a great convention. Uh, personally, I really learned a lot. Um, I think <laughs> I think Rich, out of all people, knows now that 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 handlers are a trigger for me. Cause I don't really, <laughs> cause I, I don't really like when someone says you can't they talk to no. somebody and they're right there. Um, the handler for Maurice redeemed herself cause she ended up being really cool. Um, but there were one or two people at that con. I was about to say like, I, I, you know what? I'm putting this temper back in, in, in the holster. Cause I don't want to get thrown out, but I was about ready to fight a handler too. I'm like, they're right there. What is so hard about this? Like contracts I get. But it's just like if they give you the runaround or you wait in line, then it's like, oh, we don't do this. I was like, you could have just said that, saved us 30 fucking minutes. Yeah, really? You're like, yeah. I thought this was the line to Thunder Mountain, pal. Yeah, I, I was definitely, no, no, that's two hours. I was definitely the smooth over of the two of us that day, which is well, interesting. Good. Yeah, Wait. Rich was just like, calm, calm, calm. Get, you, get some water, get some water. And I'm like, I'm going to get some water. <laughs> Hey, this when is I... Mitchell Whitfield. You may know me as Barry from Friends or a stand from my cousin Vinny. And this is Splash Pages. I love it. <laughs> when I met Maurice, um, I actually gave him a comic book because I, I told him I was giving comic books to all the guests that day. And um, I, I gave him a copy of Turok and he goes, Turok, son of stone. <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. I'm just like, wow. All right. Cool. Enjoy, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was it was really great. I, I honestly, honestly, I just I gonna be I really look forward to doing more cons with you guys. Like honestly, that's the best is that everybody that I've worked with in this network, everybody is just great. The energy is there, the passion, it just makes it better. And that's what I've always said. Like going to cons is cool, getting attention or not, but it's the team, man. You know, it's the the team. And I'm not to try to be some sort of sentimental after school special tying this shit up with a sentimental message but you know i learned it from watching you no wait <laughs> oh, you know is that the one with the eggs <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like two strips of bacon short of breakfast to me i don't know 
Yep. There, uh, thanks I do everybody. think it's funny. I do think it's funny that the guests there, the celebrity guests that Dara and I went out of our way to get in line and get autographs and, and take photos with are mm-hmm. a lot of the same guests that you guys went to and, and got photos with and, and some interviews with and, and did bumps and what have you. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because two of the, I had some really good interaction. I mean, they were all great interactions all together. I love the uh, story. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, but the, uh, the two best were Connor Leslie and Jason Marsden um, for both of them as just somebody who walked up and said, Hey, I would really love to get a, you know, a photograph and, and an autograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up, we ended up speaking with Connor Leslie for almost 10 minutes and Jason Marsden for almost 15. Jason Marsden actually like we got so into the conversation that he eventually like, kind of looked past my shoulder and he's like oh man i'm sorry wait we, i gotta cut this short there's a lot of people behind you now and i was like oh yeah you know what that tracks man absolutely a not a problem yeah right. but like he, he he was really getting into like shooting the shit with me and it was just it was so genuine and um same same with connor, connor leslie uh i i managed to sneak in like oh you know because she was saying like, Oh, I love like alternate reality and alternate history stuff. And I was like, Oh, you know, I do a podcast about comic books that do stuff like that. It's called comics paradox. And and it's like, Oh, do you like gladiator movies? Do you like, do you like movies about gladiators, Joey? (laughs) And uh, she, she wrote it down. Um, But uh, yeah, when, when I, when I discussed uh, man in the high castle with her, her, she like lit up, lit up because, yeah, uh, be- especially because I and, and this this is one hundred percent true. Derek can back me up on this. Uh, I I I watched Man in the High Castle. You know every new episode that came out, and mm-hmm. you know I, I I watched it all the way through. I was looking forward to it. It was my dad, one of my dad's favorite novels, um, mm-hmm. and so I was aware of it before it was a thing on Amazon. And uh, obviously, like I'm a dyed in the wool comic book dork on, on top of it. I went from watching Man in the High Castle to a couple of years later watching Titans when it came out, which I'm still doing right now. And the first two episodes of the current season is out, and it's it, they're they're oh, really they good. I didn't know. Yeah, that. they, yeah, Last HBO week. Max, and okay. they're really they're really good. Like I'm already far more not that the last season was bad, but I'm far more invested in this season already than I was previously. Less which Jason is, Todd stuff, hopefully. No Jason Todd stuff. So yes. yeah, that's that's a thumbs up right there. Of nice course, um, that Sorry. kid had the most punchable face. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, but I said to her, I wa- I went from that to that, and it took me a full season of watching Titans. You're like, what? The- Where- How do I know this actress? And it blew my fucking mind that she was the same actress that played the sister in Man in the High Castle. I said that is that is a testament to both your acting ability and the fact that holy crap, just from meeting you in person, and I'm, this is not I'm not trying to like lay it on you here, but like you are you know you're you're a beautiful woman, and they really had to tamp that down, and she and she straight up was like I had to fight for them to do that. They gave me pretty girl ugly makeup. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to make me look like sick and tired 
and drawn out and pallid. Like she was, she, she really went into it. She was like, yeah, they, they really were just trying to go like very Hollywood glossed over, like ugly with this. You mean like and, a ponytail and glasses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Lainey Briggs. Like, Oh my yeah, God, yeah. she, she changed out of her paint, paint splattered overalls and bled her hair down, took her glasses off. And now she's beautiful. Um, but I will say this, and it, I did not expect this. When she stood up to take the photograph with Dara and I, I was just like, tall. Yeah, she's very <laughs> tall. I was like, whoa. Like, and then like as we're walking in, I'm like, why? Why isn't she actually playing Wonder Woman mm. <laughs> instead of Wonder Girl in Titans? I, you know, uh, mm. it, it, it was mm-hmm. mind-blowing. But yeah, she was, she was so great to talk to. And, and Jason yeah. Mars, my one regret... Was that um, just as I was about to ask him about it, I, I wanted to, to just kind of inquire, like, have I, I assume you've heard of it at the very least, but the Goofy movie episode of Atlanta that had dropped that week right before mm-hmm. Comic-Con, um, mm-hmm. it, it, I, mean, I watch Atlanta, uh, the Donald Glover show on FX, and the, mm-hmm. uh, the last episode's coming up this week. But they did a whole – they talk about alternate reality stuff. Uh, it, it, it's just like this whole different tangent. And they had it – they had this whole backstory as to how a Goofy movie was made. And it, you have to know this show especially to understand, like, why they were telling this story as, a, like, a mini, quote, documentary the way they were doing it. But it was – it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, and I can only imagine they used actual clips from a goofy movie in the episode. Oh, wow. And yeah. And all I could think was like, when I met Jason Mars, I'm like, so what'd you, have you seen it? Like, what do you think about it? Cause it's, it's not, it's not a very typical story the way you would think they do. A, it's, it's, not at all what the history of the actual movie is. It's it's based according to what the alternate history of the world of Atlanta is. Um, <laughs> and just as I was getting ready to ask, like all of a sudden, like it, it's like people saw Jason Marsden talking to someone, and then they were like, "Oh, we should go, we should go get a photo with him or something." And that's when people started lining up. So you know, I guess you're welcome, <laughs> but. You know, it it uh it was it was just really cool to to be able to sit back and and talk with some of these folks and not have it be any pressure whatsoever. Same with uh, Rachel McFarlane, uh, she was she was yeah. absolutely oh she great. was there too. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, she, had you, praise. What's that? You had such praise for her when you. Oh, just she was her. great, man. Um, she even like she filled out she signed a a photo for us. Uh, and filled the whole thing out, and then like as she was about to hand, she took a look at. It, she was like, "No, I don't, I don't like this at all. Uh-uh. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign a new one. I don't like that." And you know, just boom, like pulled out a new marker, and she's like, "Here, this is much better." Yeah. And you know, came around and took a photo with us, and she even, <laughs> I was wearing my Spider-Man uh, Roosevelt shirt that day, and she came around. And she was like, "Oh my good, oh this shirt is, oh my, I just thought it was." This is nice. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, but um, she, she was she was an absolute an absolute doll. And uh, Tara Strong's always amazing. Oh, she sure doesn't get a chance to spend. Did you get much to meet her? Time. 
No, I didn't. No, Rich oh, was, no, no, I couldn't get. We couldn't get near her. Her line was always huge. I, I did get to laugh one time with her vicinity and be like Tara, and then I bellow my laugh. And she's like, <laughs> she actually, I actually heard her say, she goes, well, "That's a pretty decent laugh." So um, I definitely appreciated that. But hey, Rich is that like, counts. I didn't get to meet her, but I did get to meet E.G. Daly. <laughs> that's that's right. I'll take it. <laughs> oh my, it's um, almost the same thing. And, and, I, I mean, I know so, that we're having a great time talking about this, but we're, we're, we're coming in an hour and 45 yep. and we haven't talked about what yep. if yet. But I do want to wrap up saying that um, both yeah. Mary Gugliotti from Clerks and uh, Michael Whitfield, um, I've already briefly chatted with on Instagram very quickly awesome. for both with both positive reactions. So uh, what a great time. Uh, great time with Drew. Great time with Leo. It was nice seeing you, Brandon. Justin, we got to have you out next year. I know you want us to go to C2E2, but it's a lot more expensive for us all to grab a flight out there versus us all chipping in 20 bucks to grab a flight to get you out here. Well, uh, I'm (coughs) going to do Terrificon in Granite State. So, Justin, I I support you going to C2E2. I went in 2020, and it was absolutely one of the best before the world fell apart. Yeah, I was so, there, <laughs> so we probably ran by each other. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and like, and it's so, and it's so funny because uh, we had some technical mis- mishaps, and um, and my cheer up story is that I fucked up my interview with Joe Hill at C two E two is my first one, and and I did the the classic. I'm so starstruck because I'm such a Stephen King fan, and if you ever meet Joe, he looks like his fucking dad. So it's just I've like, met him several times. Yeah, so you know this, and you can back me up. He looks like his son of his dad's old photos, and I was so starstruck. I forgot to press record, on um, so we did do this oh. whole amazing interview, and I just just J-Bo. hate my. But I mean, my my the guy who I was working with, he's able to salvage it, and we still had some really good moments. But like that to me was just the the lesson. I was like, no matter what I do, be so you know. <laughs> Well, you'll never like, make that mistake again, right? Ever. So there you go. So, That's your you know, takeaway. You never learn. But I will say this before we get to the news, Bren, your story reminded me this one that at, when I went to Rhode Island the first time, I met Henry Winkler and I paid for a photo op. And I'm so excited because it, it's the funds. It's Henry Winkler. Like, oh, it's like, but for me, you know, I was, I was like, it's Barry Zuckercorn, everyone, like from Arrested Development, right? And I, I get a photo with him. He is the nicest person which I've been told is like the title of my con autobiography. He was just such a nice guy. The story of getting <laughs> autographed. Um, and I told him I'm such a big fan of one. And he, and he had a print. It was him, um, Jeffrey Tamor, and um, the mom. Uh, she passed away. She was Mallory Archer. I always forget her name. Something Dean, uh, Jessica Walter. Thank you, Jessica Walter. Is her name on DCU, Brandon? <laughs> yes, PCU. Thank you, Dean. Well, President fantastic. Garcia Thomas. 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 Yeah. Um, the Virgil. The yeah. Virgil. But he he signed Virgil. it. Virgil. And he signed the print for me, and he passed it to me. He's like, "Don't you say anything." I was like, "Yes, sir." So I just got like a free autograph from Henry Winkler, and I've always had it. And and I was just thinking like, and it was like, "Oh, Henry Winkler." I was like, "You shut your mouth if you're something negative about that man." <laughs> Like, yeah, he is. You shut your fucking mouth. Exactly. It's the same thing. If anyone ever says anything bad about like Maurice or Lorenzo music, Frank, everything, I was like, you need Lorenzo, to shut this down. Say something. 
No, but as I'm saying, but it's I was like, you're that I will shut you down like they should have done Chernobyl. Lock it up. Well, speaking of shutting down, <laughs> I'm going to go through the, uh, the news really quick on what I have. And then, Drew, if you want to cover what you have real quick. Uh, but George Lopez did George Lopez did a uh, interview recently and he let slip that uh, most likely Batman is going to be in the Blue Beetle. Hey, cool. Yeah. Which Batman? Uh, we uh, the guy who dresses up because his parents were uh, killed. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, that guy. Got it. Maybe we should call him yeah. Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah, it was not specified, but uh, Batman. I hope if he's in it, they, they give us a quick reminder as to why exactly Bruce Wayne dresses like a bat to fight crime in Gotham City. Because <laughs> I always forget in, alley? In, in almost every Batman movie or project I've ever seen. What is it? Oh, that's right. They they well, shoot. Yes, his what, kind of dad was was his, what kind of necklace was his mom wearing? What was it again? What was it? Diamond? Pearl. That's right. Oh, pearls. Oh. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Leo, oh, I didn't nice... see who made that comment, but yeah, they Henry Winkler was enough. Adam Smasher's uh, uncle in uh, in Black Adam. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, Wonder Man starts filming in uh, next year, and if you caught the new uh, Wakanda trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They actually say Namor is stronger than the Hulk. No. In water, in water is what they say. Yeah. They say it in water. Yeah, in water. Yeah, yeah, they said it. They, yeah, so, they said it like this. He's, he's in the ocean. Stronger than that. <laughs> so there's just an ambiguous yeah. statement. But I mean, guys, really, is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> well, once again, it all depends on who's writing him. I've I've already been seeing that the, the early reviews are saying Black Panther two is just fantastic. So I mean, I, I bet it's gonna be good. Yeah. Now yeah, who's same. seeing it this week? Uh, Listen, when something for, new I comes forgot. out, you can pretty much take it for granted I'm gonna see it. I, I forgot it was happening, but okay. Yes. Um, okay. Which is I'm, we- no I'm wearing my uh, my 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 new black. Panther Roosevelt shirt to the to the movie. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> I got a pink panther one. I, I missed the boat. <laughs> well, like I'll take one for the the new inspect Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, yeah. It's not even the pink panther. It's just a big picture of Inspector Clouseau all over. <laughs> now, what is it? Wow, that guy's a big fan of Owen's Corning insulation. I <laughs> yeah, guess. Exactly. What is on this new shirt, Brandon? Because it's not uh, the. The uh, Black Panther from the last series is it? It's it's uh, the it's a purple tribal pattern with Black Panther like all over it. Like it's okay. the actual it's T'Challa. Oh, okay, um, it's T'Challa. Yes, I'm nice. I'm torn as to whether or not I should wear the matching boxer briefs. Oh, I know the one you got then. Okay, <laughs> I, I do have the matching boxer briefs. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the answer is yes. The, uh, the last <laughs> just tuck the shirt right into those and stroll up. I I believe I have one ticket reserved for me, uh, sir. I believe you have one police vehicle on its fucking way, <laughs> sir. You can't bring that spear in here. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, it's made of vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the last item I had is uh, quite possibly uh, Mobius will be in Deadpool three. Oh. Yes, so. good speedboats. No jet skis, right? Jet, jet skis. skis. Jet skis. Nice. Deadpool yeah, variants, be... maybe. 
Yeah, I, I agree, Jabo. I, I call BS too. You know. Yeah, like, it's it's probably how they just cut the clip. But it, but is know. she stronger than Smart Hulk? Probably. He is, he is MCU less smart, smart Hulk. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. But back to my news because I don't want to get there. Um, there. I do have some. I do have some sad news I want to cover, and then I have some really good news at the end. Um, one sad news. I just found this out today, and it's very sad. Uh, it's a comic book death. This year has been rough for comic book people. Um, and to add to uh, our victories, Kevin Kevin O'Neill. Uh, passed away recently um, on the 7th after battling a long illness. Uh, for people who don't know who Kevin O'Neill is, he's a very well-known British comic book artist uh, who's really well-known for his collaborations with Alan Moore. Um, <clears throat> uh, at one point, people joked that he was the person Comic Code was trying to ban um, <laughs> after a story, I believe, in... The Green Lanterns, the Green Lantern Annual, which was so intense to the comics code, they were like, "We can't put the stamp." And they're like, "All right, well then, then don't." That um, was the small, the small one, right? It was. Yeah, that Indeed. was rough. Yeah, it was a very dark story, but genius in its own right. Um, and later on, Kevin became his constant collaborator for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which they did all the way to the end of um well alan's retirement and i gotta say i mean what a loss i mean i mean kevin o'neill was such an amazing artist i loved league of extraordinary gentlemen and uh yeah that was pretty sad and then even today um the actor who voiced the sorting hat in harry potter uh passed away his name is leslie phillips he's a british actor who's 98 passed away so to a pottermore fans I say what I said to one of my best friends is a big uh, Potterhead. Um, you know, may he get sorted where he belongs. So, helpful you know, for life every day. Um, and but the good, another good news. Speaking of Spider Verse, is that we just found out, or recently we just found out that the uh, gentleman uh, from uh, I got to get his name right because it's going to bug me if I don't. Daniel. Uh, Kajula, uh, the guy who was in Kevin Peel's, uh, Kevin Peel, Jordan nope. Peel's Get Out and Nope, who also played a character in Black Panther, he will Is be voicing. Kaluya? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So he, he will be voicing Spider Punk in the new Spider Verse sequel. Oh, so, so. he's, so he's going to do like a Sid Vicious, like British? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I and know. Uh, I like they, they also announced we're going to get the Spider-Man from the video game and also uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Sweet. Oh. Wait, does that mean we get Drake Bell? Yeah. I'll, pass, <laughs> I'll pass on him. <laughs> Anyone still hiring him? No. Uh, you, you didn't like <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man? No, I, I love Ultimate Spider-Man. I just, you know. The cartoon. <laughs> We're at that point where liking Drake Bell isn't cool anymore. So we're so, just gonna So Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. That'd be a good one. Because yes. he was the voice of Peter Parker and Spider Man for the MTV. Yeah, movie. I was just thinking the MTV one. Yeah. yeah. By or, the way, um, you know, we had we had we had Charlie Schlatter on. <laughs> you guys know that he was the original 
uh, voice casting for Fry in Futurama, mm -hmm. right? That I was, you know, just like you wanted to ask Jason Marsden, I wanted to ask him because he kept bringing out Billy West. I was like, do you guys have like a competition going? Like you missed out the chance to be on Fry. So you were just perpetually one, trying to one-up each other voice acting wise. But then I was like, no. They're probably good friends, actually. I'm sure. They probably are. No, listen. There's voice actors are like that. You have to yeah, understand we, for we this interview. That at the con. They all know each other. For this oh, interview, yeah. Brandon, Brandon won. Like this, that was like what I mean by Brandon is that like when you were talking about 18 again, like like you're to do like, okay, cool. Yes, this I'm I'm hooked. I'm in. I'm here. I'm so glad I said yes to Leo's request to fill in. Cool. Like, I, I, yeah, oh yeah, so I mean, you were just seeing the movie. That's that's crazy that you just watched it. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I just purchased it on Vudu, and because it was like made available, and because uh, like on <coughs> Vudu right now, it's only available in standard def. And I was like, well, not really how I like to roll, but I loved this movie as a kid, so I'm gonna buy it. And I watched it, and then you're like, oh yeah, Charlie Schlatter. I'm like, uh, all right, yeah, I got, <laughs> I I got questions. Yeah, I mean, I actually had far more questions than I even asked. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the dude got to work with George Burns and Red Buttons when yeah, he's that's like, insane. like 20 years old. Like, that's knocking futz to me. Yeah, Brandon, the, the, when we were talking to him behind the scenes before the before we went live on the show, like as soon as I heard his voice, like I, I, I remember him exactly from 18 again. Like his voice is exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, Age it's, has it's, not changed his voice. Like it was instantly recognizable. It's incredible, and yeah. I, I tell you, just watch. And here's the other thing: I didn't even, I didn't even bring it up. I forgot until I rewatched it. His friend in the movie, not not his grandfather's friend, played by Red Buttons, but his his age appropriate friend that was helping him like paint a mural like on a on a factory wall, was Polly Shore. Like I completely wow. forgot that Pauly Shore was in that movie. That is the first movie I ever saw Pauly Shore in. Not, I, yeah, I probably haven't seen that Man. movie since, since it came out or since it was yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no worries. I don't think a lot of people have necessarily seen it, but you got to think there was. I had I had touched upon it. There was a glut of of those those movies at the time. There was there was eighteen again, like Father Like Son, Big. Vice, yeah, vice versa, versa freaky, freaky friday, friday. Freaky friday. Yep. yeah so Kevin can wait yeah was that, i mean was that, 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 that was angel? late 70s though yeah but that's still with kelly preston yeah no but leo like these movies all came out within like a year and a half to two years did, did they do a sequel of heaven can wait or a reboot hell can wait <laughs> they did do a reboot it starred uh Drag me to hell. rock they You're did right. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm trying. I can't remember what the name of the Chris Rock version was. Yeah, he was in a white person, like old white person. Yeah, I just I cannot for the life of me remember. There was another. I remember in the '80s a, a something like uh, having heavenly kid. kid. The Heavenly Kid. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The, Jane, where he, like, Jane drives Kismaric. the car off in the end. What's that? He drives the car off into the sky in the yeah. end. Yeah, yep. yep. I, I think that's the one where... Um, that's the Heavenly I, I think Kid, that's, yeah. That's the one that Kelly Preston was in, I think. Kelly Preston? 
Was she what? Really? I think what? so. I don't know. I know Jane Kasmarek, the mom from Malcolm in the Middle, played the girl who dated the greaser before he died, and then you know, is the mother of the kid that he's been sent to help, which it's like, if you've ever seen a fucking movie or a television show before, obviously that kid is his kid. Um, oh, shit. Jane Kaczmarek, Nancy Valentine. No, I don't. I don't see her in this. Hmm. Kelly, no, no Kelly Preston in this. I do remember her in The Experts. <laughs> With John Travolta and Ari Gross. Oh man, I, I remember her in Space Camp. <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, I you did Space Camp. Space Camp. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Use the falls, <laughs> <false>, Luke. <laughs> so, um, Brandon. So we're talking uh, about- yeah, uh, we co- <laughs> uh, we covered uh, what if number twenty eight in a previous uh, comics paradox. Do you want to do a, a quick synopsis of that, and we'll pop over to twenty nine, or, or how do you want to oh. handle it? If you would love to hear what happened in issue number 28 of Ca- of What If, which covers what if Captain America had led an army of super soldiers in World War II, I would highly recommend checking out the episode of Comics Paradox that I did with both Leo Pond and Justin Cooper. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. I highly recommend it. I feel like it'll give you an overall complete idea of what this whole story arc was but we will make this accessible enough right now for you that uh by the time you get to the end you may want to see what that first part was because the second part is definitely different than the first uh in in some interesting and weird ways (laughs) i will say agreed so yeah, check it out on Comics Paradox. The the episode's already up, and uh, you know it's it's just waiting for you. Go ahead and stick it in. Press play. Whoa! It's your homage <laughs> to the uh, the first appearance of Captain America in the Avengers cover. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, I do I do love how we can we know that Frank Castle is in some Stark designed armor because. Why why wouldn't Frank Castle put a giant white skull all over fucking everything? You guys just ever wish yeah. the Punisher would go away. <laughs> yes, I call that I call that days that end in why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not a Punisher fan. Like listen, I for those of you the out there who, okay. who yeah. love the Punisher, good on you. You know, that's that's great. Well, apparently, I wish uh, I was one of you. Apparently, so, John Bernthal's in uh, training to uh, come back to the MCU. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing about that for me is um, the show that was on Netflix, mm-hmm. I've never seen a single fucking episode of it. And I, it I've, I've, I've watched any number of things mm-hmm. out there, including a good portion of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I just had no desire to watch that show at well, all. Well... Listen, you know, there's some like it is what it is. Personally, I'm a Punisher fan of only if he's written in a good way. Like my favorites are always when Garth Ennis was writing Punisher because I just think that he he captures the spirit. Well, Frank is a monster. He is. He accepts who he is. He does what he does. And eventually he knows one day he will finally die. But yet, yes, he just keeps going, keeps killing and. 
I don't. I just think Garth Ennis really had that nice balance of gallows humor, uh, action, and whatnot. And he was paired with Steve Dillon. I mean, it was a dream team. So just yeah. And listen, I'm not. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. I'm. I'm I mean, I legitimately. I legitimately mean oh, it when fine. I say, if if one is into the Punisher, by all means, enjoy no, yourself. You know, but I just I wish. I it, for me it's few and far between that I am just entirely me personally entirely uninterested in any aspect of a character and mm-hmm. for me the punisher like ticks off that box it, it's just a character I've I've never really I guess I can't I I've never really truly wrapped my head around I've mm-hmm. give, I've read the I've read Punisher War Journal in the past. Like I've tried, you know what I mean. I've sat down. Yeah, I've, I've, just not I've always, and I just I couldn't do it. I think part of it too is, as a kid, and, and I know this might be odd, especially for a kid growing up in the '80s. But I was given you know several Marvel treasuries, you know, so you had a mishmash of different stories, and quite literally the first story I ever read with the Punisher in it was a reprint of the first story the Punisher was ever in, where he was hired to assassinate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, like coming up in my head, like the Punisher was not a good guy. Mm-hmm. I, so why would I, why would I root for him? It's sort of the same thing for me with Venom. Honestly, right. like I, I understand that Venom looks cool, but I'm like, he's a bad guy, right? I mean, we're in agreement on that. At the point in time that he was popping up, you know, they first arrived, and uh, it's become a different thing now altogether. But um, well, uh, how do you rationalize Brandon then? Because the same time when as the Punisher was becoming popular, so was Wolverine. Oh yeah, no, Wolverine is somebody I I just uh, did not come around on. Or Lobo, maybe. Oh nope, didn't like. I don't really care for Lobo either. Okay, so you just don't like that era of character. Yeah, it's it's well, it's tough, man, because I like Lobo for what Lobo is supposed to be, if that makes sense. I don't like Lobo for what fans expected him to be, because I think the joke of Lobo in his creation was unfortunately lost on a lot of people. You know, they 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 didn't quite get at that point in time that he was a commentary on those types of characters Right. And now over the years, he's just become, you know, absolutely laden with the same type of tropes that he was supposed to be like poking a little bit of fun at. Uh, So there's this expectation like Lobo is just like the space badass that that can, you know, throw down with anybody. And it's like, all right, well, that's pretty much like the arc of the characters. As far as what do you think of Lobo's thumb? Lobo's thumb. Yeah, you, you guys watch uh, what was it? Um, uh, Young Justice with Lobo's thumb, which just sits there at the end credits for the entire third season. Jesus, no, I I did not catch that. <laughs> That's pretty fun. I didn't mean to start like a whole diatribe about uh, the Punisher. You know, um, I I just um, I think that Marvel uses him in these. And it, they just like use him all the time. It's like, let's get one guy who, you know, is like a really good soldier and stuff and like, just throw him at stuff. I'm like, you know what? You could have picked like Wyatt Wingfoot or you could have p- picked like 
uh, I don't know, Dum Dum Duggan or like anybody else, but it's just like, oh, let's throw the Punisher out there, and well, and it I just think, it's kind of like boring. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that again, that's why I've said like him. I feel like they, Marvel does the same thing with Wolverine. They just want that unstoppable, antagonistic, fuzzy brawler. They're like Wolverine. He's good. I mean, you know, it's the same thing with all Spider-Man. Of sudden, all of a sudden, oh, Puck isn't guy. cool. I guess whatever. Hey, yeah. Puck has never been cool. <laughs> you take hey, that hey, back. You take that back. I love Puck, but, but he's not cool. <laughs> no, I agree. Hey, hey, hey. Alpha flight, my dude. Stop it. They're well written too. So, but I just think what it is is just with Marvel. Again, I just think that just they like it's just like their movies. They like to sometimes play it safe. It's it's not about the risks and whatnot. And personally, I reading this, I feel like I really should read more what ifs because I love. When you you consider possibilities, you know it's you know those are yeah, the best baby. That's what we do over Comics Paradox. We are the fucking dreamers of dreams. You know, uh, in you know, shit. Same, like, Check out <laughs> our snozberries. He gets it. The same, the same thing with you know, like what DC did with Elseworlds. That's what Marvel does with What Ifs, and not and we everyone, cover both. <laughs> not every not every one is great. But they're again. You got to give credit for the creativity. I mean. Oh yeah, no. If you, you listen know, to if you listen to like ugh, some of yeah. the very first episodes where we did like volume one, what if shit from Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think the is... worst one was uh, um, when Jane. Oh my god! Hammer. What if Jane Foster yeah. had found the Hammer of Thor? Ugh. We just tore that fucking issue apart. <laughs> like, we, you could if you when you listen to it, you can hear us all rubbing our individual temples through the microphone just oh my fucking god like like, i'm apologizing to them and the listeners i'm like i'm so sorry guys this is all on me i picked this but you know but like with this one like i have just to say context i did have to read issue 28 just because i was like okay i want to understand the full scope of things um this issue was great i will say this just the the differences of this world and whatnot. Um, I just also found it funny that someone's like, oh, hey, let's put the Punisher in an Iron Man suit. I was like, yes. And yet, 30, 40 years down, someone would do something similar. Like, oh, hey, let's give the Punisher the war machine suit. Everything like, has yeah, been done at this point. Yeah. yeah. From what ifs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually part of the fun of going through, especially volume two. It's like, oh, well, here it was in 1987. You tricky devils, you. You, think, you thought we wouldn't yes, find yes, yes. out, but here we are. No, nobody wants to read that far. Well, There's speaking there. of reading, uh, Brandon, why don't you take us through the episode or the issue? Sure. The issue. Yeah, the ish, issue sode. Issue. Um, issue so, I mean, we we can we can start off. You know, basically, this is a continuation from issue number twenty-eight. This is part two of two, uh, in which we are are seeing the uh, answer to the question, what if Captain America had formed the Avengers? Uh, it's important to keep in mind that the Avengers had already been formed when Captain America was found frozen in ice, and then he joined the team. Uh, in, in this particular issue, uh, we're dealing with the aftermath of the super soldier serum uh, being mass produced because right after Steve Rogers received that and the vitamins that activated it, uh, he was actually able to push Dr. Erskine out of the way of the assassin's bullet and saved his life. So 
he had the opportunity to continue making the super soldier serum for Operation Rebirths, uh, for the military's Operation Rebirth in the United States. Uh, because of that, Howling Commandos basically become the uh, the new group of super soldiers that Steve Rogers, as Captain America, tr- you know, just tramples through Germany with, and uh, comes back to being a, a war hero. Uh, everybody's. You know, everybody's uh, super thrilled with with Captain America and the like. And uh, we get to let's see. I'm trying. I'm trying to buzz through here. I don't. I'm like, maybe I should have reread 28 before <laughs> we did this. Um, let's see. Yes, he is. Is he elected at this point? Yeah, yeah. He became elected president, and then just got. Reelected and reelected, and uh, because of his super soldier serum, he's not aging, so he's he's just become like the perfect dictator for America, and uh, he decides to make the super soldier serum available to American citizens, uh, but oh look at this! Apparently, it doesn't work on African American people on black people, so you know. I guess it's just uh, all the white people who are going to get the super soldier serum. And now there's just been a whole new class system created within the United States of America. Um, still based on lines of prejudice and hatred. And uh, they've instituted, uh, you know, basically shield hunter squads, just searching out uh, anybody that could potentially be enhanced individuals or, be considered enemies of the state and uh yeah. so it's basically just a bunch of super trained shield agents who also are super soldiers um yeah. that was rough. but yeah the 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 trick of it all the control portion is steve rogers has the super soldier serum he doesn't need anything extra but americans need to get a booster shot in order yeah. to maintain the enhancements that the super soldier serum provides uh, and yeah, towards coming into the story, we we actually come upon what the last one ended with. Uh, Namor, for some reason, I, had he was wandering New York City uh, with amnesia and looking very unkempt, and he gets chased down by one of those hunter squads, and he finally, for the first time in however long, apparently, falls into a, the nearby body of water, and as soon as he hits the the bay. He remembers who he really is and he goes, he starts tearing shit up and he manages to uh, swim all the way up north to the Arctic. And that's where he comes across a group of Eskimos worshiping uh, an ice deity, which the whole thing is like super like, okay, this was, this was very culturally off (laughs) just all together. But as he shoes them away, he sees that the figure in the ice is in fact, a frozen Captain America. And just as he's kind of trying to figure out how to deal with that, he gets rolled up on by Iron Punisher. Yes. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, Iron Punisher. Let's go with that. Iron Punisher. And uh, he, he shoots Namor in the back with his uh, very war machine-like apparatus on his wrists. 
and uh, you know they they nab Namor this uh, this kill squad this hunter squad and the now broken out of the ice body of supposedly Steve Rogers. Uh, everybody's scratching their head trying to figure out how the hell Captain America could be frozen in ice when Captain America is the president of the United States of America. And yeah, that's uh, him and his buddy Clint Barton. Yeah, and I was going to say, and as yeah. these guys are talking, we realize that one of these uh, one of these hunter dudes from S.H.I.E.L.D. is is Clint Barton, also known as Hawkeye in uh, the regular 616 or whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's it just goes to show you how how affected some of these folks would be by this reality. Also important to note that aside from Frank Castle, uh, every single one of these shield dudes is gigantic, like muscular and blonde. They they yeah. all look like Steve Rogers wannabes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, must be John Walker. Yeah, <laughs> two two of the guys in one of the panel look just like it's like the same fucking face <laughs> twice lower left hand panel right there yep it's it's yeah, absolutely ridiculous good. you would think those that are the winkle boss twins oh their hair weaves are different the though oh yeah one part's on the left and one part's on the right i didn't catch that I mean, that's a good signifier it's very easy to tell them apart now but <laughs> i'm marlene but, yeah, so I mean, you know we get we get uh Steve Rogers you know kind of coming to from his you know fifty year ice slumber, and I was on <laughs> I a boat. what's that? It was like he was like yeah I was on a boat. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was on a boat and then there was some pew pews and explosion and now I'm here. I don't understand it. I do, I do like that he says to uh, Frank Castle, he's like, you rely too much on fancy weapons. <laughs> like, you have a yeah. super soldier serum and a disc. Fuck you, Steve Rogers. <laughs> I wish he woke yeah. up and like asked about like uh, like a, a program at the time. It'd be like, did Little Orphan Annie ever escape from that well or something like that? <laughs> it's like, do you like think what happened to Lamont Cranston? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What oh, what does the message by Ovaltine mean? <laughs> what, what the hell is Ovaltine? <laughs> what, did Lindbergh Lassie baby, ever... tell me about the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> did Lindbergh ever get out of the? Get he the, didn't get make out of the it. <laughs> they didn't make it. Oh shit! Too long. Um, well, Lassie made it, but that was forty years ago. So now we've got a new Lassie. <laughs> what happened in t- issue number thirteen of Captain Whizbang? I need to know. No, <laughs> the whiz didn't bang. No, <laughs> but no, it, it, I need to tell you this, Steve. But it was canceled. <laughs> but then, basically, once he gets, and I'm just thinking, like, my God, you're getting, you're. You're getting your facts from Frank Castle and Namor. I was like, yes, the most reliable of Marvel yeah. sources. Oh, for sure. He yeah. doesn't even yeah. say Imperious Rex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, look at this Fomor here, this fake Namor. Fanmor. I mean, my thing, my thing with with Namor here is like the whole amnesia thing. Okay, fine, sure. You're wandering yeah. around New York City. Wearing a trench coat and pants, and you're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know. I don't know what a razor is. I I can't remember how to get a haircut. 
But how did you not pick up on the fact that you had fucking wings on your ankles? Like that, that never stood out to you? Right. Like, hmm, and maybe I should. You don't act like you're walking, sh- wearing shoes because you're homeless. So, you know, you probably walk around in socks or something. Just... But for me, it just like, it was like, I thought about it. I was like, wait a second. This is so weird. I kind of dumb because like, oh, I got exposed to water. So like, if this guy took a bath, then suddenly, oh. You know, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's the first bottle. time he's touched water in all the time. He's... Yeah. Like, Rain he, doesn't he drinks... count. Yeah. I'm just thinking like he drinks a bottle of water and suddenly, oh, I remember now. Like, Makes me think that old like Rain. Captain America or Avengers cartoon. <laughs> Once again, man, like fucking Namor sees a pool and he's like, oh, yes. I'll jump into this pool of water to refresh myself and regain my strength. And he just jumps right in. And the second he plops in, he goes, wait a minute. This isn't water. It's alcohol. (laughs) It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen or heard in my life. It's just alcohol. And I'm just thinking, party pool. You know, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) He never once splashed water on his face. Not a fucking time like i yeah. just don't get it and and then you know you've got these two i was like hey look it's namor the hobo and we've got you know the worst person the to put iron on punisher iron with with the the shield kill boys yeah it's yeah exactly and then you know somebody who really needs to take a nap or not and it's just yeah. like we're gonna put the band together what what band we're gonna we're gonna avenge them that's where we're you know going to their fallen dreams. Oh, wait, they're not dead. Hold you know, my talking, beer. talking to these two dudes the first time, you're, like, you're coming back after being frozen. It's like the fucking scene in Labyrinth with the two doors. Like, one tells the truth and one lies. But how do you... You can only ask one question. That's how you get by him. Who's, the, who's who? How do you figure it out? Like, this is an impossible situation for Captain America. And he's still just like... We'll be a team. Like, wow, Steve, you're a really trusting fellow. (laughs) And I don't know if I could do that. He's like, I got no one. I've been dead asleep for 40 years. I I, I think I work for for you, but you're the president. Oh, interesting. Hey, have you noticed how the two guys that were your partners that we locked up look an awful lot like Nazis? (laughs) Yeah. And then I got to say, this is an interesting twist for Wolverine. Like to me, this really said to me, like the, the writer did their homework because like, I, I didn't even know that that story was a thing. I'm like, Oh wow. Like, you know, and it was even funny having like the watcher kind of explain it. Cause he's the narrator and the thing. He was just like, Oh yeah. Do you remember this thing? This happened in your world. Yeah. It did happen in this one. And I'm like, thanks, Mr. Watcher. Yeah, you know, just helping you with the story, Timmy. Well, well this means at some point, uh, Logan will had had to have eaten human flesh and to be, uh, you know, punished. He gets the curse of the Wendigo. Well, he's but he calls himself the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Surprising, yeah. absolutely no one. Yeah, yeah that was surprising. I was like Wolverine, but he's the Hulk, but he's the Wendigo, and I'm just like multiverse. It's a threefer. He doesn't have the tail, though, does he? I, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't no, I don't look, see the. No, I don't think so. At, yeah. Well, Wendigo has a uh, has a tail, so the Marvel oh, version yeah. does at least. If you ever read mm-hmm. um, 
the uh the Hulk 181 or um the mm-hmm. was it Astonishing X Men? No, where they no fought tail. like a whole army. Yeah, of no. Wendigo. Wendigo, Wendigo has a tail, absolutely. Oh. In this one, well, this this one, one in, in this one does not. He doesn't appear to. Yeah, he's that. like Sasquatch from Alpha Flight, kind of. Pretty much, yeah. So it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a fourfer. It's a quarter. <laughs> and then I got to be honest, like this is an interesting twist on Sam Wilson, and and um, you know, Giant Man and stuff. But I I got to be honest with you, I'm like. I was like, Frank, no, no, I don't want a racist Frank Castle, please. Like, but you ha- I mean, within the context of the story, though. Oh, no, it makes, makes sense. It makes sense. No, it does. But I'm just like, oh, no, Frank. It we want to like always Frank. a good guy, you know, like like you can always count on Sam to be like your, your tried and true anchor of morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is pretty dependable. That's for sure. Like he is, yeah. he is a fucking like good dude through and, and through. And he didn't need to put on the, the 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 original Falcon costume to be a good dude this time. But it's oh, interesting they chose what an ugly versus Bill Foster because Bill Foster was already giant or giant man and Black Goliath. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's true. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe because of the Captain America connection they went with instead. Yeah, that's probably you know what that's that's probably what they were sticking yeah, with. Maybe. 100%. I was wondering that the first time I read this too, Rich, about that, like why they didn't go with uh, Bill Foster. Because mm-hmm. you're right, he was definitely around at this time. Because this mm-hmm. was, was well after his term in the Avengers. He was probably dead. I mean, come on, look at that. The, the, the murder squad was just like, oh, no, you're a threat. Bye. I mean, I'm, I'm like, he's dead. Uh, we, we didn't get to uh, Civil War for years. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another another place. Frank Castle shows up and, and ruins and, everything. And, I just, <laughs> and, and I, again, another case of where Magneto is just supposed to be the bad guy, and I'm just like, you know, wow. Like I really thought, like the first issue, was like, no, they're like, Watchers, like, see, because of this, you don't get Magneto, and I'm here. We go. See, look, if someone had just freed him a little earlier and given him a hug. <laughs> Yeah, well, th- this is his I guess costume. that's how that works, Uwatu. Th- this is his costume from when he was leading the New Mutants. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, and and quite frankly, I mean, he's really not a bad guy here. He he, I mean, look at look at what he gets pushed to. He, yeah, he was a big guy. Got slaughtered in front of him. Yeah, I mean, this is a very different reason for Magneto to do what he does. Oh, and, totally. And definitely still stemming, still stemming from you know the horrors that he was made you know witness to and, and experienced mm-hmm. himself as a child in in Auschwitz and whatnot. I, I, just I shouldn't say and whatnot in Auschwitz. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's I mean, it's definitely a more sympathetic view of him than he was given particularly at this point in time in comics regularly, you know, there was still just more focusing on Magneto being more just a megalomaniac than, than anything else. It's uh, it's, it's interesting to see that the seeds for exploring the, the psychology behind what he does were, were there for quite some time. And it just took, it took maybe a little bit more, advanced storytelling to to get yeah. to the point where they could explore that you know figure out I, how to... I disagree on that because this is post god loves man kills so i i think we're already there with magneto in 
canon here. Yeah, what, really? What, what year did this come out, Brandon? Is this late eighties? I closed the window on all the info. On it, that's okay. I, I mean, because uh, I'm just thinking the Magneto that we have here is going to be, you know, the the guy who's struggling with, you know, teaching um, the new mutants and all that. And he's a deep character. He's been de-aged and then re-aged and he's had a trial and they found him innocent. So he's not a supervillain, this Magneto in this era. And he's not going to go back to being that until, you know, the, the end of like X-Men. Oh, number yeah, one. 1991. Wow, this was yeah, yeah, so because, later because than I Charles, thought it was. Charles went off with Lalandra and mm-hmm. left Magneto in charge of. Um, right. Yeah, Charles, the real Chester. villain, faked his death a third time. You know, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, See, this is why you guys know more about X-Men than me is, is because that shit read like a super powered fucking. All so my popular. children. Jesus. Just don't try to keep the, the continuity. Like I was talking to old man Wade about Bishop, and he's like, "I hate Bishop," but I, I was just like trying to go through it. I'm like, "What don't you like about you know?" And it's like, you can say one thing about a character you like, and then literally the next issue completely counteracts everything that happened. So it's like that's X Men. Deal with it. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah. that, and that's how I deal with it by not right. dealing yeah. with it. Yeah. You may as well be like, I like, I like the character random, you know, like, okay, why? Oh, he, he hasn't done anything, you know, that, you know, different. No, I mean, uh, if somebody like, attractions in 95, okay. You like the character random. Why? Uh, my, my reasons vary from time to time. My reasons vary. I like multiple yeah. man for multiple reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you get More it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know it's, it's just the single tier. Dropping down the cheek, you know the Claremont <laughs> trademark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just gotta, remember, yeah. but you have to do it as you're walking away. Just, it's so sad. I mean, you can think of the Lonely Man theme from The Incredible Hulk if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no one can stop you. But, so, but this so is not have... an X Men book, so we digress. Yes, right. indeed. <laughs> so uh, we got we get a, a Magenta Magneto, which is super cool. Interesting. Yes, uh-huh. I mean. I don't. I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I, I like bright it. colors. Yeah. I think we can tell. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Mag- Magneto's just losing his shit because he. Yeah, move he, the pages. This this just happened, and then right in front of his face is Captain America. Like this guy is just living a PTSD nightmare right now, mm-hmm. and uh, he is he is ready to tear steve rogers limb from limb uh in straight up like as an older man now i must i must remind you does say to captain america do you not recognize me a boy you freed from the nazi death camps i mean Hmm. you were like six so (laughs) probably not but that i'm glad that happened (laughs) he's like oh yeah you had a beard then But for Captain America, that might have only been a week ago. You were the yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like oh, you were the small mustachioed lad, weren't you? <laughs> no, that was Salvador Dali. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you, <laughs> the, you the were the talented artistic boy. You were the thin kid. It's like yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was the thin kid in the pajamas. You nailed it. No, the one with stripes. Ha 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 ha. But you know, <laughs> all right. And then, and then it just becomes a big heist thing, and and it was just like, I feel like sometimes what I liked about this, I don't know who wrote it, 
I didn't, I didn't remember the details, but you know, I liked what they told you. Cause you're like, Oh my God, they're talking about all these people who are dead. And I'm just like, Oh man, this one isn't here too. And I'm like, this world sucks. Yeah. Like, talk about calling all the greatness. Um, but then, I mean, talk about all cameos, like again, Thor, man. And Thor is just going ham. Like the next page, Leo, the next page, like when he just chucks his hammer and it just plows through super soldiers. It's like, fuck you, you uber dicks. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's, it's, it's very satisfying to watch me on there. One kid punched a nun. <laughs> <laughs> Brick killed a guy. <laughs> I mean to talk to you about that. I do like I do like President Steve Rogers getting the call on the red phone, and uh, all we get from him is, "Yes, Project Rebirth, I understand." <laughs> like that—that's the phone call. Yeah, and then, and then you got these really nice, you know, full page shots. It's great, and then I will say that's this: a great splash page they have there. Hey, that's the name of the it. show. He said the thing. <laughs> he said the name of the thing and the thing. Oh, I love when they do that. <laughs> and we didn't I, even I, need Will Smith. <laughs> I, I just had to Ron Howard Arrested Development. I'm like, it's like Arrested Development. Hey, that's the name of the show. I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> we should pack it in now. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah. Uh, the, the really twist, cool seeing like, these these, wow. rev, these Avengers assemble. Mm-hmm. Avengers. Ah. Um, oh, level yeah. X Operation Rebirth is the uh, large vault-like looking door that uh, Captain America, I guess I'll say for differentiation here, is mm-hmm. uh, coming up on. And he puts his, his – I'm assuming he took his glove off for the palm reading – Scan here, mm-hmm. uh, and it just but, happens to work. And uh, yeah, look at that. Let's him it admits him, and there he finds Dr. Erskine, the creator of the super soldier serum. And the guy is like 126 years old, but he's being kept alive by his own, his own serum. And uh, he recognizes him, uh, the doctor recognizes him obviously as Steve, and um, he's. He's just been in there, protected, quote, protected to make sure that, you know, they can keep getting the super soldier serum. And he has no idea how long he's even been locked up doing it. And that's when Captain America takes him out and he's like, here, here's a here's a, a bunch of news stations. Check out what what you've done, dickhead. And yeah. it just shows him all the problems of America, just the the racial divisions, the people getting killed uh, left and right because they decided they wanted to try to fight crime. I think, I think one of the screens actually shows daredevil getting capped from the rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. That totally is did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like, oh man, Matt Murdoch. He never saw it coming. He did. But, and then, and, and, and then <laughs> yeah, the second time we've used it tonight. Um, and then you have, you know, president Rogers shows up. And then we have no one ever suspects the Crimson Inquisition. (laughs) It was me, Red Skull, the whole time, you feckless boobs. (laughs) Red herring. (laughs) Thank you, pup named Scooby Doo. 
<laughs> that's, that's a common theme on our shows, actually. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it really is. <laughs> red I herring. See, I always wanted to see that at a con. Just someone do red herring. I just oh, that'd be up. great. Just that would be pretty just, funny. It wasn't me this time, Jones. God. <laughs> How many times I gotta tell you leave me alone, Jones? <laughs> and then the one time it really was him. He has a damn meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it turns out all along that President Steve Rogers was in fact the Red no, Skull. Dun, 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 dun. And then he has to explain how he did it as well, because that's truly villainous. Now, now you listen to the plans I made to, to, to overtake your country, yeah? Here's how yeah. it started. See, the, and on, on the first I made sure the ship you were on exploded. <laughs> I mean, that's actually kind of how it goes down. Hey guys, you think um, he'll say yeah. Ubermensch a bunch of times? Eastern got the Ubermensch out of me, I do love the Ubermensch. It has a nice tone. You know, it's very nice. I mean, it just rolls least, off, the, off our, our German tongue so well. At least we're trying to like go with German accents instead of making them Italian. That, like, that's a good uh, Bronson Pin show there, uh, Drew, from... Uh, <laughs> oh, Axel <Yeah. excellent>. Foley. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's young. It's, 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 it, it makes All the young good. viewers will get that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're <laughs> fucking nailing the, the timely callbacks. Um, references. <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah, we, we have uh, the Red Skull revealing that he managed to make a clone of Steve Rogers' body um, resplendent with super soldier serum. And uh, they bombed the boat that he was on, and that's how he ended up getting stuck in the ice and being, in, you know, in suspended animation. Essentially, he had his brain, whatever, put into the clone's body and came back posing as Captain America to slowly infiltrate the United States government and do exactly what he's done to America. And in which and this Pinky, will oh, we're happen. Gonna we're going to take over the world. And this will happen in regular Marvel six one six continuity eventually as well. Yes, yeah. this this is this is l- probably literally what they have planned for next June. <laughs> so, no, it's already happened. Oh, ha- oh yeah. yeah, watch this space. <laughs> oh man, well, you guys might not be ready for it, <laughs> but your kids, kids are gonna love it. <laughs> Dear God, so Too loud. So you you well, have, and then you finally have. You know, uh, the big fight. Like, I can't believe you did this. You destroyed my last work. So we have Erskine finally. Like, again, it's everything that, that the Watcher was like, hey, do you remember this happened in your world? Well, it's still going to happen in this world. It's happen later. So Ers- Erskine's going to die. And then you have the fist fight. And thank God it ends because I'm like, that's too much Steve Rogers. Like, yes. like Steve fighting Steve. Thank God they didn't do one of those, like, shoot him. Shoot him. Which one is the real Steve Rogers? Oh my Wait god. Wait to see which one has the robot face that falls. That's the that's the <laughs> um it's all Ethan yeah, Smith. I, I mean yeah. I will I will say it's a little different too though because Erskine isn't just like a passive victim. He actually is jumping to protect Steve, like to protect mm-hmm. Captain America, um, because the Red Skull, you know, is straight up about to cap him in his head. And you know, he 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 went out of his way to save the real Steve Rogers' life, and now Steve, of course, is gonna have to mollywop the 
the Red Skull while the Red Skull is wearing his face. Hmm. Yep. I wonder if yep. he looked down at any point. He was like, you know what? That is America's ass. <laughs> but and then Holy again, my red. <laughs> you just have, and then what I love about this is that at the end, this is basically the the like a Thelma and Louise ending. Like you just you just this is off. Like this is the the final run. This is the end. Like you, they're not going to make it. You know this, yeah. and they're like, listen, we're ending on a high note. And yeah, just, I mean, like they yeah, straight up just went Thor up against throw his hammer again right yeah. to the crowd of people. I, and there's no reason half. Thor shouldn't have made it. Yeah, know? Thor should be the one that. Verily, they did fight brave. That was messed tale. up. That was a messed up six minutes. Yes. I assure you, all of those men have made it to Valhalla. It Thank you. Yeah, it skips day. the mean and protects Earth. But then Aunt Anne is like, no, kids, that's what happened to the Avengers. And that's why we made them a statue. And yep. just like, great. Well, when and that know. statue sits exactly where, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What, what you don't realize it seems like the world's longest Marvel Paul Harvey story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on on the park bench though, that is uh, Steve Rogers as an old man. Knew it. <laughs> and now you know the rest no, of the I story. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you survive, Steve? Can you tell us? No, I don't think I will. <laughs> so, Steve, you think you you can give us a satisfying ending to this two part story? No. No, I I'm going to let the other bald guy that's not Brandon to end the story. <laughs> He's the Wendigo. Steve ate all the human flesh. <laughs> hey, listen, Uatu provides some pretty important information sometimes, but we have legitimately read issues where Uatu is a real bitch about his job. Oh, <laughs> I mean, man. Like, He's so catty. At one time, he was like, straight up, he was like, must I really go through this with you again? It's like, yeah, bro, I bought your comic. Now fucking fork it over. <laughs> well, at least he's not didn't want to do this job so that no. month. Fuck you, dudes. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, so, so that was uh that was what if uh, Captain America formed the Avengers. Uh turns out it's um it's bad news bears if you were on the Avengers, man. <laughs> didn't work out. Uh but you know, I guess America America was better served for ha it having happened. You know, this first is a time. weird one. A very first strange, time must die. very strange follow up to the first part, which I will say was the much stronger part of this story. Um, it was pretty solid. I'm not going to lie. But the fact that they go like a lot more dystopian and sort of you know, Manchurian candidate esque. Yeah, you know, yeah. With very it. heavy on that. Um, I can appreciate it. You know, it, it went from it went from like the sci-fi, you know, old timey sci-fi war story to, you know, seventies, eighties political thriller. Okay. Yeah. You know, it makes sense for the times that they were supposed to be taking place in. Um, it's just as I guess for me personally, uh full on like loving the flights and tights as well as the talking heads uh, that that first half, it's just, it's just such a cool idea at, at that part of it. Like, Oh man, imagine if Steve Rogers hadn't been the only super soldier, you know, he had like dumb, dumb Dugan and, and Nick Fury right there by his side. Also super soldiers. Like, man, what kind of difference would that make? And 
this second part of the story certainly zags when you think it's going to zig. So, you know, points yeah, to them for that. They they definitely subverted expectations for how that story could go. Um, uh, I think as a whole, it's it's a little uneven, but enjoyable. I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely se- enjoyable. Separate parts. Oh, you could read the first part and and be like, whoa. That was fucking that was dope. And you could read if you read just the second part, even with the synopsis they give you at the front, a uh, full page of it, uh, you'd be like, ah, I don't that based on this, I don't know if that first one be any good or worth my time, you know, and how wrong you would be. So you know, it speaks to it speaks to maybe a good example for why they made some of these what ifs later after they finished the series proper as mm-hmm. specials because it allowed them to expand upon the normal length that they were given for some of these comics. Cause this may have worked better if it were able to be one flowing story as opposed to separate. Imagine waiting a month to read that through and through You're like you got the first part and then you <laughs> kind of did. Part. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, true, but I mean, waiting for it, like genuinely like, Oh, I can't wait till this issue comes out next month. So I can get the second part of this. And then you get it. And you're like, Oh, Hmm. well, the cool thing about stories like this, Brandon though, is that it doesn't have to be perfect to give you a good headspace about it and to make you think, you know, and, and it really reminded me of like one of the episodes of sliders that I saw where it's like, what if the United States lost the, uh, the world war two, and it kind of puts you in that headspace. You're like, oh, I wonder about this. Like, where would Colossus be? Or, you know, how come Doctor Strange isn't here? Like, and it, it puts me in that sort of headspace, which. Oh, yeah. And, and we've, enjoyable. Talked, we've talked about that before in, in past episodes about certain stories. Absolutely. That's one of the fun parts about reading these alternate tales is that where it ends, uh, you know, on the page doesn't mean it has to end there for you, you know. I mean, still go outside and say hi to an actual person every once in a while. Don't live in that space. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's there for you, and you can play with that. And, I mean, that's how people become writers and creators later because they, they enjoyed doing that with the things that were given to them initially. Um, you know, the, we, I think uh, one of the ones we talked about before we got to the sequel was um, – Superman last son of last son of earth. Yeah. Last son of earth where the way they leave it with, before you move on to last stand on Krypton is like, Oh, like things are going to be so different now that he came back. Like, I wonder what that space is going to be like. And granted they answer that question for you in, in the follow-up story they do, but the space between that's, that's a lot of fun speculation. Um, there's going to be plenty of what if in Elseworld stories where we we are going to do exactly that. We've mm-hmm. we've 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 had questions about what we could possibly see in other things. I mean, Speeding Bullets was one of them, where we 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 each talked about oh, yeah. what we thought like the rest of that world would look like. You know, you have your amalgamation of like Batman and Superman, and yeah. oh, I had to finally get it, I, I, dude. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's I have it right here. It's fantastic. Woo. That's a good size. Uh, yeah. And he oh, yeah, with, dude. That's my McFarland, man. And uh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's I, I pre ordered it. I was so happy when it came. <laughs> but yeah, that's when we talked about it at length, where we, we kind of expanded our own like headcanon on that because we had 
all had somewhat differing points, point of views, points of view on that. And it was fun just to kind of trade ideas on it, you know? So that's, you know, that's one of the biggest fun pieces of talk of talking about these things, as well as if you don't know the history that they're altering, it, it could hopefully be the impetus for you to go and check out that original story. I, I, I always found that to be fun as a kid, especially who didn't read a lot of Marvel that in order for me to kind of know through and through what the point of this might've been, I sometimes had to read like a few issues of an actual like comic book series to get the full effect. You know, I, I think, I think that's a smart way to get people to know more of your stories and buy more of your stuff, you know, have it all there at their fingertips. It certainly hooked me. Sometimes they would put this stuff in um, like the trading cards too. They'd be like, Hey, check it out. Here's a, what if And you'd be like, well, what's that? Oh yeah. But I think it was just a great way to, to put some information at people's fingertips, especially because they were really good. in what if with it being a monthly series by, uh, citing story arcs, you know, issue numbers and what have you that that actually showed you where the changes that they were making take place in that issue would would have been instituted otherwise. So, yeah, I think they even do that in in this with um, Wendigo there, where mm-hmm. it shows Logan and everything. So, you know, if you wanted to check out what actually happened, there you go. There's your reference point. You know, so you, you now have a fun project after you read that what if. But anyway. I love homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when it comes to reading comic books, is it really homework? Yeah. Nope. Fun work. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's almost it's 11, so I think we should wrap things up. Unless yeah. uh, you have anything else there, Brandon? No, I'm, I'm good, man. Thanks for, uh, for you know, reading the comic and, and you know, let, let me – do this with you guys here. This is awesome. Yeah, sure. Fun read. Yeah. Always, always welcome, buddy. Both of you. Absolutely. We'll wrap it up. I want to uh, actually, Brandon. This is going to be your show. So uh, why don't you uh, sign us off? Oh sure. Um, hey everybody. I'm powerful, Brandon. Uh, you know, this is Comics Paradox. You've been listening to. Uh, you know, you can check us out pretty much anywhere. Fine podcast or broadcast. Uh, just want to follow me on social media. I'm uh, on Twitter at Brandon's Powers and Instagram uh, th- at this Brandon has powers. And uh, let's let's hand it off to some of these other guys here. Uh, hey, hey, Rich, why don't you why don't you say peace out to everybody? Uh, good buddy, Velvet Joker. Hey, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having us on tonight. And uh, though for those that don't know, uh, we are on a show called Splash Pages. Uh, which is also on the Dorkening Podcast Network. I'm uh, Rich Davis, a.k.a. Velvet Joker. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Velvet Joker 2021 or on TikTok at Velvet Joker 1. Uh, I highly suggest you guys check out the Splash Pages YouTube site. Um, please hit that subscribe button because it helps us. You don't necessarily have to watch every video, but if you just hit that, it helps us. If you want to help, hit it, the button. Do a flip. Circle around three times and then smash that button. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And uh, Mr. Drew Mallow, what's going on with you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how you've, you've laid your head down on a pillow with the blanket pulled up over your nose and are wearing aviators to bed. <laughs> it says weekend at Bernie's impression. 
<laughs> um, hi, everybody. We had a great time tonight. I'm on some social medias. I'm very special <laughs> person. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, I'm tired, man. Like Justin, take it away. We figured it out. Yeah, Justin, buddy. <laughs> uh, my name is Sinestro, and uh, I'm the Magenta uh, Green Lantern. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, check check me out on the Dork thing. You can you can find me on Facebook, Justin Cooper. Um, check out Epic Shells if you like Ninja Turtles. Everything there. It's a big positive turtle community. Lots of great stuff going on. Um, and check out Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast, as well as the Dork Knight and uh, Comics Paradox, all on the Dorkening. Nice. Yeah. Mr. Leo. And uh, yeah, for me, just Google Leo Pond. Uh, you know, I, I'm working on enough people to hate me that you need to like form <laughs> your own Legion of Doom. So if you want to join that, <laughs> head on over to the dorkening.com. Uh, you know, uh, we got tons of shows on the network, a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. So you can find all the latest episodes there for everything. And uh, with that, we will uh, catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night.